So, uh, tonight we will be delving into episode two of The Cave of Shadows, following the original episode last week. Um, I'm joined tonight, uh, there's myself, uh, Tom Marin, your humble GM. I'm joined by the charming Josh Hartley. Oh, thank you. See, still being nice. Uh, still being nice, yeah. The eloquent Ben Porter. Oh, thank you. I'm going to really struggle finding adjectives for everyone. <laughs> This is going to get really obscure. Like, the organised Charlotte Potter. <laughs> That's me. That's me. <laughs> and the lankiest of Santa. See, that one's easy. Uh, Callum. How are you all doing, folks? All good. Now that we've got Twitch working. Now that we are live. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to thank everyone for their patience this evening uh, as we've got everything up and running. Uh, I'm going to do a very, very quick recap since I've already done it once, technically. So, uh, in the last episode, our heroes, the frogs of Faerun, uh, the miscreants that they are, uh, consisting of Godel, the halfling rogue, Morgrim, the dwarf barbarian pirate, Chen, the human ninja monk, and Meris, the half-elf druid, um, journeyed to the eponymous Cave of Shadows, uh, where they met the merchant Khalil Seif, who had been uh, done over by a pair of orcs, which they uh, swiftly put down after Chen took a couple of blows. Uh, they agreed uh, to go into the caves, as they were going to do anyway, for Khalil and look for his stolen belongings. And in doing so, ventured to the left-hand side of the, the Caves of Shadows, uh, where they fought uh, another orc brandishing a spear, uh, and his diorat pet uh, made pretty short work of those and ventured into the final left-hand room where they snuck upon a an ogre uh, that seemed to be giving some sort of instructions to an orc. Uh, unfortunately, the stealth did not go to plan. Uh, the ogre ambushed uh, Chen uh, and dragged him into the room where he nearly died again. Uh, but thankfully, the remainder of the group, uh, Godel, Morgrim, and Meris, were able to overcome the ogre brute, uh, save Chen at literally the last second that they possibly could, uh, and have now finished taking a short rest in the ogre's bedchamber. And that is where we, we come back to uh, as we find our four misadventurers uh, just recovering from an hour of relaxing. So, what do you all want to do? Uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but I, I could. I, you usually get used to a certain smell, but like the the smell of this ogre's bedroom is kind of getting to me, and it, it's not it's not passing. Pretty right. Yeah, it stings the nostrils. <laughs> Stuck in the back of your throat. <laughs> oh, oh, I can taste it. <laughs> um. So th- there was there's an uh, another half of the cave that we need to. Uh, check out and see if mm-hmm. we can find any other um, loot. Swag. Alright, <clears throat> um, so remind remind us, Tom, from where we are, what pathways are visible to us? So at the moment, the only, the only route that is open to you is back the way you came, uh, to the south, uh, where you fought the, if you recall, the ogre sort of Winnie the Pooh himself through the yep. corridor towards you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stupid ogre. <laughs> where you had sort of scrambled over his remains to rescue Chen. So you can, if you so desire, uh, make your way back out that way. That appears to be the only only route available to you. Is there anything else in this room? Is it just... Uh, not really, no. This room was uh, surprisingly barren. Uh, you may recall you retrieved a rather sizable gem off the ogre's neck um, when you downed him. Um, but his actual chamber doesn't seem to have sort of uh, hairy swag. You did find a, a bag under the bed which had a little bit of coin in it, which I recall you taking. Um, yes. But beyond that, there's there's nothing else here that uh, that would serve you any better. Um, see, see, while we were just chilling out there, uh, would have I had a chance to sort of check out this gem, maybe give it uh, is a praise a thing in D and D fifth. Uh, a praise is not a thing uh, in D and D fifth. They they streamline the skills quite a lot, so a lot of the sort of more redundant skills which i would probably argue that a praise is uh i've kind of fallen by the wayside um, it's not redundant I think when you need it probably the best sort of skill for a check like this it's going to be something int based i would say so it might just be a flat intelligence test if you're trying to kind of determine a value uh, but let me have a quick look to see if there's any skills that i think might be applicable to this kind of check although i'm probably going to say just flat intelligence yeah, let's go with flat intelligence on that. Cool. How, uh, so that is just a flat D20 for me. Okay. And you've rolled a 15. That's, yeah. a, that's a good roll. Um, yeah, you, I mean, you are, you're a bit of a fence, so you're no stranger to, to jewellery and the like. Uh, this particular uh, gem is of quite good quality, um, to your surprise. Um, you would estimate uh, this particular uh, it's a large ruby um, mm-hmm. is, a, is worth about maybe 50 gold pieces alright hey not bad not bad well we'll we'll take that well take that to market and see see what we can fetch for this so to recap what you found uh, you have the gem worth 50 gold pieces you found a bag under his bed with 20 gold coins in it uh, he also had a pouch with eight gold pieces on his belt as well. Nice. Right. Well, guys, unless you uh, particularly want to hang around in this guy's room for much longer, shall we shall we go back to the ravine yep. and see if we can figure out a way over that? Let's head back. Here's the ogre. Found him. So... Oh. Okay, you start south again, so you can indeed see the remnants of the ogre ahead of you uh, before you come back to the table uh, and the body of the large rat and the orc. Godel is just dashed off ahead of you guys. Yeah, Uh, I thought, guys, what the hell, come on. We're telling a story (laughs) to you. What are you waiting for? Throw you over, there you go. Okay. No problem. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you will recall this uh, large chamber. Uh, this is sort of a, a large cave-like uh, element. Uh, it's split down the middle by a sizable crevice. Uh, at the crevice's narrowest point, it spans about 10 feet in width. Um, at one time, there was a rope bridge that connected both sides, uh, but now it hangs down uh, more so from this side than the other. Um evidently having been cut across from you. It seems somebody uh, 
heard your arrival and has cut themselves off from you. How rude. No, okay. right? So I, th I think I do have an explorer's pack, so... Presumably... So, as you kind of uh, glance down, the crevice is about 20 feet down, um, so it's a good a good drop, certainly a, a perilous drop, if you were... Uh, if you weren't ready for it. Come on. Ten foot, I can probably... I could probably leap that. You reckon you can leap ten feet? Can you leap ten feet, Josh? <laughs> I can't, but this guy's significantly <laughs> more skilled than I am. Um, so, t Tom, uh, remind yes. me, what are the contents of the Explorer's pack? Oh, you're asking me a question now, mate. Uh, let me quickly find out for you. I'm just trying to find it myself. It's... No, no, that's okay. Uh, an explorer's pack is... I couldn't, like, rework my thorn whip into, like, some vines. It's not going to be strong enough to support you getting over there. Uh, you could probably use it... I mean, you could maybe use it as, like, a guide rope, but it's yeah. it's not going to be the best. Uh, it would certainly be perilous, uh, to say the least. Um... Explorer's pack. Okay, Ben, you have got a backpack, a bedroll, a mess kit, a tinder box, ten torches, ten days of rations, a water skin, and fifty feet of hemp and rope. Mm. Well, I say we tie, what, what tie would the rope it be to Odal and throw him over, and then he can just secure <laughs> it over to the other end. Or, <laughs> or I could actually. Um, what what's over the other side, Tom? Is there any austerity acrobatics to to be specific? So I'm gonna gonna take a little running pool. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll take so I'll take have a running start, and I'm gonna jump the ten. Hold foot, on, before uh, you do, before you do that jump, Josh. Uh huh. Uh, you can take uh, hold of this rope. Yeah, well, I, I was just going to suggest you threw it over to me, but yeah, sure, I'll I'll grab this, and uh, and yeah, that way, um, yeah, that way, the the rest of you guys, if it's about twenty foot down to the bottom, you could just uh, climb down on a rope, and then you can climb back up using the rope that I have. Yeah, I've got an explorer's pack, so I have a rope. Yeah, can, can we can we see the bottom so, of this ravine? Actually, sorry, just to correct myself. Um, it's not acrobatics, it's athletics. Oh, I'm pants to that. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm probably better doing that then because I get plus five to athletics, so. Okay, go for it then. Give me uh, an athletics. On you go, more grim. Oh, we don't have that music clip. <laughs> I'm getting the uh, deep fight. Okay. Uh, there is a moment of tension uh, as Morgrim sort of takes a, a running jump uh, and leaps across the uh, the crevice. Uh, you clear uh, the first five feet with little difficulty. Um, you begin to, at the last minute, start to doubt the, the power of your jump. But fortunately for you, your feet just land on the edge. You, you sort of got the last inch of your feet hanging off behind you. Uh, as you kind of crunch down and you see a few pebbles fall out from uh, from underneath your boots, you have succeeded. Hey. Nice. 
Good, so good economy can, of effort then, Morgrim. Can um, can I see the bottom of the ravine? Say that again, sorry. Can I, can I see the bottom of the ravine? You can, yeah, yeah. You're uh, you've got dark vision, so it's uh, it's not hard for you to see. How, down how there. far down does it go? Twenty feet. Okay, and the so the the snapped portions of the bridge. How far down do they go? Uh, they go down on this side, uh, not very far. Uh, only maybe about uh, two feet on this side. Uh, there's about uh, seven or eight feet on the other side. So is there like a post that I can tie my rope around? There is, yeah, there's posts on, on, this... on both sides. Yeah. So that, that's that, guys. What I'm going to do now is I'll I'll tie my rope here, and then I will. Uh, we can all lower ourselves to the bottom of this. Uh, ravine, and then if Morgrim, you just chuck a rope down for us, and then we can climb back up. Okay. Okay. Simples, right? Tie off your ropes. Uh, who's going to clamber down first? I'll I'll brave it. Okay. Can you give me an athletics check. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Eight. Come on. Uh, it's Come okay. On. It's a wall against a, a, a rope against a supported wall. So you're okay. You. You sort of clamber down. It's certainly not graceful uh, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but you clamber down to the bottom. I shout words of encouragement as he does it. I'll go down next. <laughs> Level <Don't> one. Fall. <laughs> Level one, where the environment can kill you. <laughs> um, I mean, that that is that is true of all levels, to be fair. Yeah. Um, who's going to go next? I'll go down next. All right, Maris. Pulling up my. Come on, my sheet. Maris grabs the rope. What are you and doing? Begins to descend. Yes, sorry, I just need to pull up my thing. Come sorry. on. So, oh, Tom. The stream's ended. Uh... Oh. oh, no, it's back up. It's, it's back, back up. on. Yeah, I was going to say. Tom, see when they come to the other side, do they get advantage because I'm pulling them up or anything? Right, here I go. So, uh, athletics, did you say? Athletics, yeah. Did it work? Did it roll? Oh, look at Whoa. that. <laughs> With panache, you grab hold of the rope and slide down uh, with the, the deft skill of a pro. Um, you're no issues whatsoever. Excellent. Uh, and Chen? One question before I do this, uh, because it might What is the overall effect of having a short rest in that room? Uh, you you regained your three hit points. That's what happened. <laughs> I, I got that from Josh. D. Did you? I apologize. Uh, then you get to roll a hit dice and add your con to it. So, for you, you are hit dice uh, 1d8, I believe. So, you get to roll 1d8 and add your con. Uh, so, plus one. So, yeah, it's not a great roll. You get three more back. <laughs> I mean, you're He's, not bad. You're not right, hold on, hold on. You're saying that's a bad roll, but he has literally just doubled his hit points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it is a bad well, roll. That's just... Yeah, so you have you have effectively used your hit dice for today, so you can't recover any more health with your hit dice uh, with more short rest, whereas the rest right. of the group still can. Cool. So I'm, I got the godels down there at the bottom. All right, Chen, you're like a ninja, so this should be no issue for you. Famous last words. Um, can I thank you to do the running jump just to? <laughs> it's your choice. Yeah. Uh, whatever you wish to do. No. I'm going to descend and then climb back up. Okay. So we'll descend. 
Solid, okay. yeah. You even more impressive than Mary, showing off that uh, that ninja style training, your your monk training. You clamber down with relative ease, uh, and it is then uh, Godel presumably to clamber up here. Is side. it worth looking yep. around to see if there's anything in the ravine? Uh, yeah, you can have a look around the ravine. It's not a problem at all. Uh, glancing around the the interior of the crevice. Uh, there's nothing sort of apparently down here. It seems that this is quite literally just a natural crevice. Okay. Uh, no items of worth. Nobody sort of discarded their, their valuables in a pit. That's me. Uh, it is just what it appears to be. Okay. All right, uh, so do you want another athletics check for so, me to climb up? Tom, I don't know if you heard me asking earlier, do, do they get any advantage with me helping them? Um, yeah, I will say at this side, because you can help them up, I will let you have advantage on the check. Yeah! Because Morgrim is there, sort of, heaving the rope and grabbing your hand. Which is oh, good. Oh, thank God! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gordo gets sort of about 15 feet up, and there's kind of a crack as some of the cliff face gives way beneath him. Uh, just as he's about to topple down, uh, Morgrim's meaty hand kind of clasps on on the scruff of his neck like a, a cat sort of grabbing its pet, uh, and you sort of heft him up. Um, <laughs> as you're doing that, I, I just say, I, I had it in hand. It looked like it. At that point, can I can I please note the passive perception of Gordel and Morgrim? So if you check on your Uh-oh. character sheet, there should be a passive perception score. Uh, down uh, on the bottom left. Bottom left is 13. 13, okay. Uh, and for Morgrim? Uh, 14. A 4. 14. Did you say? 14. Can't be right. For your passive perception. Oh, 14. Passive wisdom perception, 14. Oh, 14. 14. That's much better. Sorry, I heard four. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not healthy at all. Okay. Uh, as the two of you are sort of recovering, uh, having yanked Godel up from a uh, perilous descent, uh, you both hear footsteps coming towards you. Someone is trying to move quietly, uh, not doing a very good job of it, uh, and you can see sort of shadows uh rather appropriately in the, the Cave of Shadows, uh, moving in your general direction, uh, coming from the north. Okay. Um, can I, where, like, so I, I presumably hear where they're coming from. Can I now have, like, take a look and try and concentrate on what might be? And, like, given that we've just heard footsteps, I'll draw my bow and arrow. While, while, kind of while he's north. doing that, um, I will show, show your faces, cowards. Okay. Um, uh, can I can I you, attempt to intimidate them? You can, yeah. Well, you can attempt to intimidate the, the first one, certainly. Yeah. Uh, give me an intimidate roll. Mm, 13. Okay. Uh, you see, out of the darkness, Morgrim, you can see this because you can see in the dark. Uh, there are three familiar-looking shapes. Uh, they appear to be that of orcs, uh, coming down towards your location. They don't seem quite as heavily armoured uh, as the ones that you fought outside and earlier on. Uh, two of them look in sort of a state of unrest, as if they've recently been woken up, uh, but they are handling spears. Uh, another one, uh, the one at the front, is brandishing a knife, 
And as you've sort of shouted through, the one at the front is kind of reluctantly shifting uh, sort of back and forth on his feet, not too sure about uh, approaching further. Um, but the other two of the spears seem undeterred, and we're going to go into an initiative now, folks. Ooh. You can click on Remember your to select your token, otherwise it, the uh, Royal 20 does not like that. I like how the chat are still telling me what uh, <laughs> what Morgrim's passive perception is. Yeah. <laughs> what he <laughs> Thank, thanks, Scott. One T. Okay. Some fairly decent initiatives coming up here. Not too shabby. You spoke too soon. <laughs> I, I always roll crap on initiative. I don't know what it is, but I mean, it's fine. I forgot that you could play music in this. I was wondering what on earth was happening to me there. <laughs> what I like to do, right, is I like to sort of lurk on Roll20 on my other games, and if I see someone go in and start working on their character sheet when it's not like a session, I'll start playing like really creepy music. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So they'll just be kind of working away on their character in their in their bedroom, letting that and hear it. <laughs> so I shall remember screams. this. Okay, the orcs, uh, they are not too fast moving, thankfully, for you guys. Uh, they are going to outpace Morgrim, however. Uh, perhaps it's that slight element of surprise they've still got, uh, although not mechanically surprised. If anyone starts correcting me on that. Uh, so. It is going to be Godal first and foremost. You can't see a great deal, Godal. You don't have much light up here, uh, but you can hear the steps coming towards you. So they don't actually have eyes on them? No, you don't because you can't see in the dark, can you? Uh, no, I cannot. What I'm going to do is I will just take a five-foot step here, and I've got my bow and arrow ready, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to wait until one comes into the light to, so that I've got a decent shot on them. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna ready a shot if someone steps into the line. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'm happy with that. Uh, okay. Uh, next up in the initiative order is Maris. <laughs> so uh, you're still at the bottom yes. of the pit. Yes. So I want to get out of the pit. Okay. Don't. So you will be making a, another athletics check. You won't be making this with advantage, unfortunately, because Morgrim yep. is, is otherwise uh, distracted. It's otherwise engaged. It will be a flat okay. check. So what am I checking against, sorry? Athletics. Uh, 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 did it work? One. Oh dear. You <laughs> uh, rolled a one. Um, <laughs> so as you sort of grab the rope uh, and scramble up, you get maybe about uh, ten feet before your foot slips from under you. Uh, you slide back down the rope and land on your arse, uh, sort of burning your... <laughs> your hands as you do so from the rope uh, you take three points of damage oh gosh so do I allocate damage or do you do that I can do it for you That's cool no I just wasn't sure what you no, do uh, then it is Chen to go I would do the same thing but try not to fall okay so <laughs> you kind of jump past Merit, <laughs> grab the rope from above her and start to clamber up go for it much better. Yep, you pull yourself to the top. <laughs> you just stand uh, on me now... as you walk. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much sort of uh, boost off uh, Maris's shoulder uh, <laughs> and clamber up the rope. 
meanwhile, at the top, the orc with the knife sort of dro- intentionally drops back, uh, momentarily sort of shaken from uh, Morgrim's challenge, uh, allowing the ones with the spears to advance past him to a very unfortunate chest. <laughs> Uh, can you I see them now, Godel? You can go there if you want, Chen. That's fine. Is it slightly further? Godel, can you see him now? Josh? Had my mic on mute, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, this guy I can see, no problem. Okay, do you want to take your shot then as he walks into view? I, I would love to. Thank you. Thirteen. <laughs> uh, Thirteen on him is a hit. Bang on the money. Ooh. Uh, so it's obviously not a sneak attack, so that'll be six points of damage. Nice. The arrow sinks into his shoulder. He's still standing. Uh, his eyes were originally leveled at Chen, uh, <laughs> but as your arrow slams into his shoulder, his gaze quickly shifts towards you. Uh, as he's uh, getting closer to me, can I draw my rapier now, or is that... No, because you, no, you have to wait. Action readied. Cool. Uh, Would I have been able to ready my bow staff up? No, you spent your, your whole turn getting up there. Okay, cool. This one is going to race into Chen. Uh, he comes dashing around the corner, spear drawn, uh, and he lances it towards that same wound. Uh, that you received twice over now. Uh, let's see if he is as effective as his comrades. Uh, no, that is a miss. That is a three. Um, and actually, Godel, yes. this one gets an attack on you because I forgot they have the aggressive ability. So as a bonus action, he can take another move action towards you. Nasty. So he's going to take a, a lance at you with his spear as well in retaliation for your bow shot. Okay. Ooh, that's not too shabby, actually. Uh... So that is going to be a 19 on your AC. Yeah, that's going to hit me. <laughs> okay. The spear pierces into you for seven points of damage. Oh! Ow! Morgrim, you are... Ow, 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 ow! I, I do not have um, any rages left, because that was a short rest we took, wasn't it? That was a short rest. Yeah. yeah. So it's just going to be... A uh, halberd attack on the nearest dude to me. On the one attacking attacking Godel? Yeah. Go for it. So he he sees this uh, disgusting creature lash out at, at Godel and feels weirdly protective of the smug little shit. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, it's it. a one. No yeah. good. Uh, you kind of uh, slash out with the halberd, but the, the proximity of Chen and Godel and your sort of own wariness of, of not catching them with a, an, a stray blow uh, means that you're overcautious and he's able to avoid the attack. But it is then Godel to go. Okay, uh, I will, I'll drop my bow, uh, draw my rapier and stab at the Stab at thee. Okay, go for it. Yeah, uh, so I won't I don't have advantage, but I will get my sneak attack damage, won't I? You will get your sneak attack damage, yes. <laughs> Poor chain, it, uh, two allies engage with him, in fact. Fifteen. Fifteen is a hit. <laughs> oh, that is nasty. So that's eleven damage off the weapon, plus another five sneak, so that's going to be sixteen points of damage. You brutalize him. You thrust your rapier up through under his jaw, 
straight up into his brain pan. Uh, he is dead. <laughs> Sneak attack yeah. rules are ridiculous, mm. man. Yeah, yeah, not bad. <laughs> uh, merits. So I'm gonna try and climb up this this rope. Uh, my chat's just. Um... Merit has found her greatest enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try opening my the wee pop ups not working, so I'll give it a go again. Come on, there we are. Right, so Can athletics. You find with the guy. No, because he's twenty feet up. And I, do I have any spells oh, left? Did I not use them all? Did I regain anything in a short rest? Uh, you don't, unfortunately. No, so not. I don't have any spells left. Uh, let me just quickly double check the range on Van Thorn, Thornwick. Oh, he would be within range, but yeah, you don't have any level ones left, unfortunately. Yeah. So, did I uh, roll here? Did it go? No, no, no. Thornwick is a cantrip. You're you're good to go. All right, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, you could Thornwick from there if you wanted. Let's do that. I never say no to a thorn whip. <laughs> and yes. you can pull him down the ravine as well. The edge as well, potentially. Yeah, yeah. that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, if it works. Tom, Tom, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have to ask: Have you got the Wilhelm scream lined up? <laughs> I don't. Unfortunately, no. It's uh, it's not on here. We need we need that on the soundboard. Get out of that in post. <laughs> yeah. So, let me just find the my page. I don't know where I meant to be. Right, Thorn Whip. Let's give it a go, guys. See what happens. Go for it. 18 is going to be a hit. So that is going to do... Roll some damage for me on that. Six. Six nice. points of piercing damage. Very nice. And you can choose to pull him closer to you if you would like. I would like to. Pull him off the edge. Yes, let's try that. You want to do that? Yep. Okay. Uh, so if that's going to pull him down to the bottom of the pit with you, and he's going to take 2d6 damage there. Okay. Would you like to roll me 2d6 damage? So forward slash roll to base 2d6. So what did I do? Type that in. Sorry. Forward slash. Forward slash roll. Oh, yeah. Base 2d6. Just like that. And then enter. Nope. <laughs> what have I done? Forward slash. Is that backslash? Forward slash. Forward slash. Roll. Forward slash roll. Yep. Base 2d6. That's what I did. Just base. Tension's Rolling killing the me. Dice. There we go. Eight. Oh, eight points of damage. So he oh. takes six from his initial thorn whip damage. Yeah. Plus he takes another eight as well. So he is in a pretty bad way. Cool. As he plummets down, takes 14 points of damage. Nasty. Uh, he's still awake. Is he still awake, actually? That might be enough to put him down. No, he's still awake, but he's rough. Yes. There is a crunch as he lands in the uh, the crevice next to you. That is Chen to go. Um. To do what? Stay, stay basically where I am. So if the guy with the knife gets. Okay. Uh, at that point, the guy with the knife does indeed come out, brandishing it in your direction. Yeah, you are. 
That is Ooh. definitely going to hit, yep. Oofed. Tense. Some damage. Chen, you rolling damage? Okay, he takes six points of damage, and then you're gonna try and attack him again. Yep. Go for Both. it. That one's not enough. No, he he takes a kind of clop from the first one and kind of learns his lesson and quickly steps back to avoid the second one. <laughs> uh, he's then going to stab forward at you with the dagger. Uh, oh, that's not good. No, it's ten to hit your AC, which is gonna be a miss. Uh, meanwhile. In the crevice, this one uh, is going to stand up, uh, glare at Meris. Uh, he's in a bad way. You can see kind of his shoulders dislocated. Uh, there's blood running from where the thorn whip tore across his leg. Uh, and he lances out at you with his own spear. Okay. Uh, oh, that's terrible as well. That's 10 to hit you on your AC, which I believe is a miss. Uh, Against Meris's AC. It's 13. Yeah, your AC is 13. Yeah. Morgrim. Okay. Um, I'm going to swing out at the cowardly knifey boy. You'll <laughs> need to step towards him. Just uh, that one there, yeah? Yeah. So I, I, I take it I don't apply the reach from the halberd that way because it's... Oh, yes. I forgot you had... Yeah, yeah, you can use your halberd to swing it in from there if you want. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot you had that. Thirteen. That is a hit by on the money. Twelve damage. Oh, slashing. Oh, he goes down hard. Uh, as the halberd comes out, it just kind of tears open his stomach, uh, and he falls to the ground, clutching his innards uh, rather ineffectually. Uh, anything else you want to do, Morgrim? You can still move if you wish to. Um, I think what I'll do is I will rush further into the cave uh, roaring and shouting profanities okay <laughs> a hand solo charge down the <laughs> down the corridor uh, Godel oh well there he goes um, <laughs> having, um, having seen this uh, this orc here get thrown over the crevasse I, I'm going to pick up my bow make my way here and seeing that he is still standing I'm going to take a, a pot shot at him just to try and finish him off okay yeah I'm happy with that scoop up your bow <laughs> yeah you kind of you look down over the edge just shooting arrows just ping bounces off the gravel floor beneath you it's worth uh, a shot <laughs> Maris you are going toe to toe with a very badly wounded spear wielding orc what so, do you wish to do I'm just going to pull up my scimitar Pull out the scimitar. Like Mercy it. kill. Give me an attack with the scimitar. Oh, it's no good. Oh. <laughs> Slash out with the scimitar, but the orc proves uh, surprisingly still nimble given his beaten condition uh, and manages to dodge aside. Uh, it is then Chen to go. I don't actually have any ranged weaponry, so I can't do a whole lot. Are there any rocks on the cave floor that I can find? Uh, there, there's no sort of sizable boulders, um, but you could pick up kind of a, a decent sized stone and lob it at him if you want. I would like to try and 
I'll allow that, yep. Uh, so give me a, uh, a dexterity attack. Uh, and you're going to add your proficiency bonus to this because I'd say anyone can throw a rock. Um, so that's going to be a nine. That's not going to hit, unfortunately. You sort of grab a nearby rock and lob it down at him. Uh, he just sort of sees it coming and manages to duck underneath it. Uh, this orc proving surprisingly capable given his uh, his almost crippled condition. Uh, he's in a sort of blind rage, kind of knows he's on the edge of death and his only chance is to fight his way out. Uh, he's going to stab out at Meris with the spear. That's another garbage roll. He gets a nine, uh, which comes nowhere near Meris. Uh, he's, he, I mean, he's beaten up. He's struggling, guys. He's fighting. Uh, Morgrim, you're up. Right. I'm going to rush back and chuck a javelin down at that guy. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fine. You run to the edge, draw out your javelin, lob it down, it doesn't hit him. Uh, it smashes into the uh, the floor of the crevice, kind of sticking out of the dirt. Godel. Well, I mean, <laughs> nothing else for it. Let's try this again. Okay. Hey. Hey. How do you like them apples? Yeah. He is very dead. He had one hit point left. <laughs> uh, the arrow just straight down into the top of his skull. There's kind of a vacant look on his uh, face as he stares at Meris and then collapses into the dirt. I mean, like aside from Josh's like good role at the end there, that must have made for a pretty pathetic display. Just like, <laughs> this one mutilated orc. One guy throwing rocks at him, the other one trying to slash him. Godel will just point out well, it's a good thing that we get to tell this story and no one else. So uh, let's we can not speak of this again. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing down there, Maris? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. The orc's dead. I can now finally try and get out. Right. Let's let's get you up then. So I, I sort of, <laughs> you know, kick the dead bodies out of the way. Right, let's see if I can get up. Take hold of the rope. Like. <laughs> Come on, okay, Druid. So advantage now because uh, you're getting 17 so, yeah, you passed with your first roll yeah, anyway so 17 is more than enough uh, so, uh, bit of an adrenaline rush from the combat gives you the, the energy you need and you kind of pull yourself up the rope uh, grab Morgrim's hand and clamber up onto the other side excellent uh, Maris um, you know how I did you a solid there by taking care of that orc um, <laughs> the no chance you've you've got any of that healing magic left. I don't think I've got any. I've not got any no magic spell left. slots. I've no slots left. Okay. This Godel is fine. Is looking, he's looking pretty <laughs> roughed up. There's, he's got a pretty heavily wo- uh, heavily bleeding wound uh, from one of the spear attacks that sort of took him in the, the rib cage. Okay. This um, is fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to mosey on up ahead and have a, a rifle through the. I'll, I'll orc's possessions. Uh, so this dimly lit, smelly cave is obviously an orc sleeping quarter. Uh, there are five makeshift beds scattered across the floor. Uh, two of them look recently slept in. Um, there is a sort of a, a few bits of very crude-looking dice, sort of littered around the floor, uh, and bits of sort of discarded food and waste. Uh, this is sort of the the orcs den you suspect where they have they had rested prior to your uh, your unruly arrival. So is there 
Um, is there any other like openings in the walls or passageways, or is this a dead end? So there is a single door here. Uh, again, it's another kind of uh, very poor quality uh, wooden door that's kind of been fitted in uh, sort of at a later date of the cave's sort of usage. Um, sort of bars the way ahead. I, th I think uh, so. I, you know, I, I, I sort of appraise the room, have a look at the door, and go. Right. Well, I think we know we're going next, but uh, you're you're looking a bit worse for wear, Banks. So I think uh, I think it's time for a little time out for you. Let you catch your breath. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take a breather. Putting Godel in the corner. <laughs> no one puts Godel in the corner. <laughs> okay. Um, what is uh, what's the plan then? Are you taking a short rest? Short rest, yes. I think. Yeah, and where would you like to take that? Are you going to take it here, or are you going to what and these lovely these lovely beds that are well, waiting? Um, can Delightful. I have a quick listen at this door first? See if oh, I can have a listen? hear okay. anything on the other side. Yeah. You certainly can. Yeah, give me a, a perception check. Oh, uh, with. Okay, you stick your ear up to it. This With is a door, a guys. Five. Uh, <laughs> it is deathly silent. It sounds like. <laughs> Does sound like a door. Good news. Various observation. This is definitely a door. I can say one hundred percent. There is no doubt in my mind. This is a door. Door. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think uh, I think we we do need to take that short rest. I would like to heal. So, yeah, I I, I I would I would like I, I I think I need to heal. Um, the scruffy guys just put in the chat. Banks getting tucked into one of those beds by Morgan. It's a surprisingly <laughs> wholesome image. <laughs> <laughs> will, you, will you read me a story, Morgan? Don't push your luck, boy. Um, so right, while, yeah. while, while they're resting Tom um, mm -hmm. I'll sort of stand sentry like kind of yes, keeping an eye out okay so I'm sort okay, of so... Sit, sitting about here so that I can see down the corridor and keep an eye on the doors at the same time okay uh, so Godel and Maris kind of collapse on the, the beds they're not particularly pleasant but at least gives you a chance to catch your breath sort of immediately tend to your wounds and sort of Stop any immediate bleeding. Are you both wishing to use your hit dice now? Yes, yes please. <laughs> you as well, Maris? Yes. So how did Solid. I do that? Did I just click the hit dice? The D8? Uh, yeah, if you, I think if you just click the hit dice on your character sheet, that will, will roll it for you. Yep, Ooh. so you heal four, so you're fully healed, Yay. and Godel heals, heals five. Not quite fully healed, but damn sight better than I was. Yeah, you're looking a lot, a lot peakier. There we go. All right, guys. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Put me back in, coach. Okay, so full of piston vinegar, uh, Godel jumps up. <laughs> ready to go. He's at Let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> Are you making your character the scrappy dude? No, I mean, like, I, I think he just kind, he kind of makes himself the scrappy dude of the group. <laughs> Can I want to kill Godel now? 
Okay, uh, what are you doing? Could just take him out and split the. Um, well, we've established that this is a door. <laughs> um, Very good. I'm going shall, to... I, shall I check it for traps? Yeah. Morgrim. Uh, please, please do. Yeah. Let's... I'm gonna I'm gonna give the door once over to check uh, for traps and if it's locked. Okay. Give me a perception check. Uh, there's no evidence of any kind of trap feature on this door. Don't uh, don't don't GM me. It it doesn't appear to be trapped. <laughs> I will GM you. That's my job. <laughs> uh, what you do manage to notice, it's very obvious, is that there is a lock on the door and it is currently locked. It's a very crude lock um, from your observation, but it is a lock. All right, guys, um, just give me a moment. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pick this. And I'll use my thieves tools on that. Okay. Give me a thieves tools check. Uh, this is going to be dexterity based. Yeah. So uh, we didn't complete. The, you told me not to complete the proficiency in this. So I'm just going to have to manually type it, right? Thank you. So dexterity. There we go. How's a ten? So if you'd right. So if you'd clicked on thieves tools, it should yeah. Choice for, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Ten is enough. Yes. Uh, with Huzzah. a practiced click, the basic lock uh, unlocks and the door almost uh, eerily swings open an inch or two. I kind of strike a pose of, like, check me out. I'm the best. <laughs> I just, no big deal. No oh, big hands, deal. Hands on hips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the that's the kind of thing. I always take a little bow. So well, while, like, while he's doing that in sort of barbarian stage whisper, I'm like, check the other side, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, is that is, is, can I see anything through the open door? Uh, sort of pushing the door open using the the light provided by your associates, uh, you can see beyond the door appears to be a storage room. Uh, the only exit is the door that you have come through. Uh, there are four wooden crates in the middle of the room. There is a wooden barrel with metal bindings against the wall, an iron box on the far wall, and a sack a sack sitting on a shelf. Jeez, oh, that's a uh, fun. Can, can I step uh, in this room now? Yeah. Try, try uh, saying that with a drink in you. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I can't see it. Like, uh, I know. See it. Give me a second. Sag <laughs> sitting on a shelf on the right wall and a wooden cart in the far corner. Uh, and I will make it visible to you now. So enthusiastic. <laughs> I can't help it. So, well, some, I think, some, I, some I, would think say I found out nice stuff. Right. There's a sizable hall in here. What, does it smell orky in here or is it there's like a lingering scent of it's like when you sort of go into someone's house and it has that kind of smell of the person um it's a bit like that kind of effect it's <laughs> <laughs> a thing like people have a smell like I, I when I go to people's houses that I know that it smells like them not in a bad way just like their general scent Feel, okay. feel really insecure I don't around you now, Tom. I understand. Don't make it weird. That's a normal thing. Chat will back me up on this, I'm sure. No. 
I'll, I'll back you up. Thank you, Callum. Just like you the... can have advantage, Callum. Callum gets inspiration. <laughs> like slowly realizing here that Tom's been in my house quite a lot, so he's cataloged my house smell with my personal smell. But I always think, you know, I always think people that have cats, their house smells of cat. So does uh, Tom think we smell of cat? Well, he's here, so you can ask him. <laughs> Do you smell? I mean, your cat? house, your house kind of has more of a baby smell these days because you have a baby. True. So it's got like yeah. Kind of... <laughs> no way. It's like because you use like a lot of cleaning stuff, don't you? It's like care for your baby and that, so it gets that kind of baby smell to it. Okay. okay. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just a thing. <laughs> don't make it weird. This is a normal. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, story, Drew. <laughs> Okay, um, so I so, I start loading up the the cart with some of the, the. Well, just just before we do this, perhaps we should you know do a quick like inventory. Let's just see what this guy has. Well, you, know? you can check it when it's on the cart, Banks. So there's actually a, a very quick sort of observation uh, by you, Morgrim. There's more stuff here than will fit on the cart. It looks mm. like there were already things here. Right. Okay. So ah. we need we need to prioritize what's of value and what's shite because the orcs probably didn't know any better. So um let's have a quick look through the, the boxes oh, here. Well, that's, first. A little, that's a little presumptuous. The oh. orcs might have known what's valuable. You met an orc. I'm just saying, Banks. Have you? So you bro- you actually broke up there. Says so Have you ever met an orc, <gasps> Banks? I pressed the wrong button, but we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Maris has just killed herself. There was like a big red cross. Came, couldn't, couldn't came handle. Couldn't handle the casual racism. <laughs> I thought it yeah. was X for close the box. No. So I tried to oh, right. okay. kill myself. Uh, um, so I'll I'll Jemmy open one of the the crates. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you forcibly open the crates. Not difficult to do. Uh, <laughs> they seem to contain supplies for the most part. Um, more more sort of mundane equipment. Uh, there is uh, another coiled fifty feet of hemp and rope. Two empty sacks. Various uh, sort of uh, clothing, uh, sort of local clothing, the kind of quite loose fitting clothes that you've seen that the, the people of Kalimshan wear. Uh, nothing fancy or ostentatious, just practical. They've got uh, a little Primark label on the inside. <laughs> yeah, much. yeah, sort of affordable, but pr- you know, practical. Uh, there are 20 unused torches. Uh, and then in another one of the crates, there is uh, some, some bread. Uh, which is starting to go a little bit stale. Uh, plenty of cheese uh, and some uh, dried jerky meats as well. They are uh, salted and are in sort of edible condition, you would say. Are these are uh, these crates like stamped or anything like that? Uh, they have um, sort of trading house stamps on them, uh, which don't really mean a great deal to you because you don't really know the... The, the trading houses of Kalimshan. Yeah, I, I sort of nudge uh, banks. There, there is kind of a merchant scan, point, uh, point that out to no one... uh, There is also uh, in one of the crates uh, a crossbow uh, mm. with ten crossbow bolts. Nice. Uh, if anyone can use that. Uh, I 
think that sounds... I'm quite happy with my short bow, to be honest. But, uh, you know, by all means, if anyone... It's a little big for me, to be honest. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind a crossbow. But if someone could make better use, better use of it than me, then... Is that is that a specialist weapon, a crossbow? Are you training in it? I think you're proficient with it. I would certainly hope so. Uh, martial weapons and simple weapons, I'm proficient with. So. Yeah, it'll be it'll, it'll definitely fall within one of those two. Well, you're definitely proficient with that. Uh, I will I will grab a crossbow if no one objects and well, probably think, even if they do object because I'm a bit of a bully. So. I think Chen was wondering if he was able to carry it. Was he? Yeah. If I can well, okay. check what it falls under in terms of category. It's because everybody else has got a range. He doesn't have a range weapon. Yeah. Ben's just you guys. checking the book. Some simple raised weapon. I can probably use it because I'm proficient with some. I, I think that might be a martial weapon. Let me just check. Crossbow comes under simple ranged. Oh, does crossbow it? Light. Yeah, it is a light crossbow. All oh, right. It's up to you who you wish to dole these things out to. Uh, Chen does make a point, Morgrim. You you can you can chuck your javelin. See, he hasn't got anything yet. He's quite flimsy. Let's be honest. Well, it's true that he is flimsy, but. All right, boy, you can have the crossbow. I'm just thinking pragmatically here. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Right, boy, you can have the crossbow if you break it. On your head, be it. Try not to fall over okay, when I you're take using it. Sort of nod with like okay, so Chen takes the crossbow and the crossbow bolts. What are you doing next? Right. Well, we need to. Um, well, first of all, I mean, is, is it going to be worth our while hauling all of this back to town? Well, because if. This is the merchant's goods, presumably, so he's going to want them back. But Yeah, but this looks the, like the food, it's more than just his stuff. If the food's off, then that's gone. But we need to work out what's his. These boxes are marked. Do you know what's for him and what isn't? Ooh, I don't. We could do. We could maybe go outside and check what his... Because... Um, what his merch... Uh, which... Uh, merchant lodges with it's a dead cert that if we go out with all this stuff he's going to claim it all exactly um, and we also need to get it all back out across that bloody ravine yeah I'm thinking about that yeah, you aren't really going to be able to take the car out because of the the bridge being gone on the, the ravine, you will need to take the individual items and sort of bag them up. You've got a couple of sacks here, yeah. so you can bag up some of the contents, but you're going to need to be sort of a bit choosy with what you take. Bear in mind, there's still the barrel, the box, and the sack as well that you haven't looked in. Well, let's have a quick look in the barrel. Okay, you crack open the barrel. It is a barrel filled with fresh water. Ooh. Well, I mean, it it is valuable, but not particularly exciting. 
Uh, let's have a let's have a look in this bag. Okay, you sort of pick up the sack off the the shelf. Uh, it's actually quite weighty uh, and jingles. Uh, as you look in it, there is fifty gold pieces. Ooh. Here's what we're after, guys. All right. Well, I start bagging up the uh, the clothes. Okay. Bag up. The yeah, clothes. I'll 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 help in like bagging up all the as much of the goods that we can. Okay, I mean, you can easily bag up the clothes, the torches, and the rope if you just want to leave the food behind. Yeah, I think the food's are gone anyway. Did uh, it, Tom, did you say it was the food was all right, or if it was... The breads, it, it's all edible. The bread's sort of on the, the staler side, though. Uh, okay. The dried meat is fine. The cheese is fine. Like the, the bread's, like, at the stage where you wouldn't want... You, you know, you'd... You, if you put it in a toaster, it'll still be fine. You'd eat it if you were a student, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Right, so but like between us, can we carry all this stuff if we like, divvy it up out of the crates? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if, okay. you, if you divvied up the contents of the crates and sort of okay. broke it between your backpacks and the sacks that yeah. you found, all then, right. yeah, you could probably mm-hmm. cart this. Cool. So we'll lo- load uh, it all up still now. the... The iron box as well that you haven't opened yet. Oh, I'll I'll have a go at that then. I'll open that. Okay. Uh, opening this uh, box, it's filled with straw padding. Um, within the the box itself, sort of very cautiously placed in amongst the straw padding, are three vials, uh, individually placed sort of throughout the box, uh, so as not to knock into each other. Uh, each has a slightly different appearance. One of them appears to contain a bright red fluid. One of them contains a uh, sort of porridge-like um, mixture. And one of them contains a an oak-brown liquid. Mm. Meris. Yes. Do you know what any of these are? Do I know what any of these are? Would I, do I have anything to check against? Uh, you could... Double check your spells. You could make an arcana check. You have that trained. Okay. So you could make an arcana check. Uh, giving them a quick glance over, you can't identify them as such, but looking at the the, the sort of uh, textures of them and the taking the the caps off and giving them a little smell uh they each have quite a a unique aroma uh the bright red fluid has sort of a a quite sweet smell to it um the uh the sort of porridge like uh fluid has quite an unpleasant uh methane like Mm. smell to it Mm. um and the the oak brown liquid has kind of a smoky smell to it uh, you get the impression these are probably uh, magical portions. Okay. okay. Uh, if you were to take some time with them, uh, you might be able to identify what they are. Okay. But that would be like a, a rest. Yeah. To actually properly. Yeah. So will we take take them with us? Yeah, I think. Oh we, yeah. And keep them in the box so they're protected and all that. Um. But um, how I, big is a cyan box? Well, I was about, I was about to to say I I sort of. It's, um, it's quite to say how small the the portion valves within it are. It's actually quite sizable. Uh, I was going to suggest it's about 
splitting sort up the portions. Sort of three feet wide. Or hiding them. And that way, because they're obviously separated from each other for a reason. Yeah. So if each person, if, if we separate them between okay. us. Right. I want the red one. So you take the red one, and then laughing, I sort of give the fart one to Banks, <laughs> and then I keep the brown okay. one. <laughs> All right, why, why are you giving me the stinky one? <laughs> oh, it's a completely no random to... process, Banks. That was all. Uh, I've got to do right now. Morgrim, uh, can I just get a perception check from you, please? Yeah. Oh! oh uh, as you are the only person who sort of interacted with the cart at all, as you were originally going to use it to, to put things on it, uh, just as you're sort of finishing searching through the items, you kind of glance back over at the cart um, and you notice something a bit unusual about it uh just looking at the the structure of the car underneath it there seems to be something strapped to it okay i, I go over and have a look underneath the car then uh as you kind of go over uh so sort of crawl down underneath it you can see underneath the the car a sizable uh sword in a sheath has been affixed uh hidden underneath the cart itself. Uh, the sword is pretty big. Uh, sort of akin to a great sword in size. Um, very unique in its its design as well. Um, it's kind of got this obsidian black scabbard. Um, a very unusual designed hilt. Um, and as you kind of pull it loose um, from the cart, you can see inscribed on the hilt is, are the words Obsidian Reaver. Mm-hmm. The sort of like a shuddering gasp as I draw it. Uh, yeah, as you kind of there's that kind of shing as you kind of pull it out of the the scabbard. Uh, it is this very very unique looking blade. I'll show you a picture of its its design. Oh, oh wow, that is sexy. No, it's it's not at all sort of a, a Kalimshan styled blade. It's a very sort of contemporary blade design. Um certainly stands out from you know the, the blades you're more familiar with and the, the more crude weapons you've seen people use. Okay. Uh, I mean I, I have... I'm, I'm I'm in complete ecstasy at the moment, so I don't notice yeah. anything. I'm just like admiring <laughs> this this blade. I, I, would I have like any idea on what kind of value that thing would hold? Uh, not really glancing at it. It's certainly a very very fine craftsmanship. You don't really have any kind of skills related to yeah. sort of steelwork or anything like that. I don't think Morgrim does either, does would it? Would an arcana uh, check work to see if there's any uh, magical? You could, certainly, you could certainly give me an arcana check on it to see uh, and also if anyone has it trained, knowledge history uh, is also relevant here. I think I've got no, I do not have that. Arcana's arcana, so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, looking down the blade um, Maris, there's, there's definitely evidence uh more in the hilt than anywhere else that there are very subtly inscribed uh arcane runes uh sort of engraved into uh obsidian reaver um while you can't confirm it you you certainly get the impression that this may be enchanted in some way okay okay um i 
Well, if the if the sword is magical in some in some respect, that could be that that's almost certainly the most valuable item in the whole thing. Yeah. Um, certainly could be. So what so, are you doing? So I, without consulting anyone, just sort of sling it over my back. Sits quite yep. comfortably there. Yeah, it is the the scabbard is sort of designed to to go over the back because of the size of it. Uh, it would be very difficult for you to wear it at your side. Um, okay. Anything else you wish to do in this room, or are you departing? I think we've done everything, haven't we? Or is there anything we've checked in the box? We've looked in. The sh- yeah, I think we've got done everything. Is there any mark on the cart at all? Yeah. Or anything else with the cart? The cart doesn't have any kind of markings on it. No, no. the the cart is devoid of any uh, any evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see on it that would suggest who it belongs to. Equally, the uh, the chest that you found the vials in doesn't have any kind of mark on it either. Cool. Right. Uh, okay. Just the, just the crates. Well, we've loaded up as much uh, as we can, so shall we shall we head back out and catch up with with our friend and uh, let's let's get back to town. Yeah, let's go. Okay, you make your way back out. Uh, I'm not going to make you make checks. You can very cautiously <laughs> you take your time doing it now, and you're under no kind of risk. Yeah, helping each other, uh, you're able to sort of cross over uh, the. Um, the, crev- the crevasse the, the crevasse, the crevasse. Uh, the crevasse. Uh, you cross over the crevice uh, and make your way back outside you kind of pass your sacks around as well to kind of help share the load as you use uh, the ropes to get up and down uh, as you get outside uh, you are greeted by a familiar face uh, that of Khalil Sif the gentleman you rescued mm-hmm. earlier today so sees you cry says oh my friends my friends I'm glad to see you are well I'm Feared the worst. You've been gone for several hours. I, I worried that the orcs had got to you too. I was contemplating giving up hope and uh, taking my leave, but uh, it seems I was right to stay. I trust everything went well. You you seem well laden. Aye, indeed. Yeah, we've got uh, uh, all of these goods and uh, uh, Godel just drops, uh, puts the sack down uh, that he was carrying in front of him and opens it up, so so what, what exactly did you have loaded up on your cart? Oh, well, uh, I had a, a number of wares uh, that I was I was transporting. Uh, I, I had some food, uh, mainly for, for the journey, but also for, for my arrival. Um, I, I had some, some clothing I was going to sell at market, um, uh, a few other uh, sundries. Um, uh, and then you see his eyes kind of glance over to you, Morgrim, mm-hmm. uh, and he notices the blade across your back. Uh, his, uh, my, my blade, uh, Obsidian Reaver. I, I was taking that as a gift. Uh, th- those that, that, that belongs to me. Who are you taking it to? Uh, it is a, <laughs> uh, a gift to the, the fine uh, Amir Hassani uh, of Albahas. Uh, you recognize that name. Uh, Amir Hassani is sort of the de facto leader of Albahas and by proxy was the individual who hired you for this task. I'll be taking it to him now. But it's, uh, it's uh, okay. Um, I, I I will come with you. Uh, I I need to see it is delivered. 
I sort of look at the others to see what they're thinking of this. Of course, I mean we'll 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 deliver the blade, but uh, by all means, you can uh, uh, come come along as well. Um, we we managed to retrieve it after all, so uh, it would be it would be good for uh, the leader to to uh, uh, to recognise uh, uh, us for retrieving it. And make sure yeah. you don't take all the bloody credit for it either, Khalil. There's no need for that. Uh, it's it's been my charge. I, I wasn't to know that these damnable orcs would would attack me while I was seeking some refuge. Mm. All right. Well, let's go. Well, uh, it looks like we've got all of your uh, all of your goods here. We've got the clothes. Uh, the 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 bread was going a bit uh, stale, but the the rest of the food uh, is all right. Uh, uh, so shall we? Uh, the only thing is, we haven't been able to retrieve the cart. Uh, they they put it on the other side of a ravine and cut the cut the bridge, so we can't we can't recover it now. Um, my 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 camel bolted uh, after we were attacked anyway, so we struggled to to move it unless uh, you were in any state to to drag it in the wares. So I wouldn't uh, recommend it. So. Um, without further ado, shall we shall we head back and uh, and uh, get a well deserved reward? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I, I suppose uh, I, I, we shall. Uh, he starts to kind of walk off in the direction of Albahas. Uh, as he's as he's walking off, I wait for him to be out of earshot, and then I sort of grab Banks and I say to him, "Did you hear him mention any of those potions?" He did not. Hmm. What'd you make of this guy? Sorry, well, you, you broke up there, uh, sorry. What do you make of this guy? Well, Are as you... far as I'm concerned, he's got uh, what he wanted, and uh, anything that he is not claiming for is ours, so... Hmm. And that is frankly the end of our. Uh, the, as soon as we deliver that sword, that's the end of our interaction with this chap. So, uh, do I trust him? No, but I don't see if we've got anything to lose just by delivering this sword. If we're going to be there, we'll uh, we'll be known as the folks who uh, retrieved it from the orcs. So, seems a that's shame a good to thing. give such a nice sword to some rich twat though. It's going to sit in a mantelpiece. Aye, well. Just uh, no harm in uh, having a bit of a good, a bit of goodwill from a rich twat. Mm, true enough. Anyway, I thought we handled that rather well. All said. All right. Suppose we better follow Khalil. Get back. Yeah. Get let's paid. let's make sure he gets into no more trouble. Okay. Uh, with. Uh, your swag in tow, you begin the journey back to uh, your base of operations in Albahas. Uh, it's about a, a day and a half overland travel on foot. Um, Khalil is actually quite cordial with you. He seems a bit wary of Morgrim, uh, but when you make camp that night, uh, he sort of offers you to, to, to enjoy what food you have uh, that you've taken from him. Uh, it says that he was he was planning on selling what uh, what was still in any decent condition, but he'd rather see his uh, 
his new friends and protectors well fed. Uh, so it says that to everybody but Morgrim. Uh, <laughs> uh, you do see him kind of quite frequently. His eyes will kind of glance over at Obsidian Reaver. He, he seems really uncomfortable sort of having it out of his care, uh, but doesn't say anything um, throughout the duration, just sort of sidelong glances periodically. Um, if I try, if I was to try and probe for more information on the sword, would he be receptive to share anything, or is he quite evasive? Uh, what, what are you going to ask him? Role play it out for me. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, I mean, um, obviously the, the sword has a name. Uh, what, what can you? I'm just curious. What can you tell us about it? Oh, I only know what I've I've been told. Uh, it's. Um, powerful blade uh enchanted uh at some time in its, its history if not created as such uh it was once a a weapon that belonged to a uh self-styled uh bandit prince uh an individual known as jamar isar uh it's not known to me at least how he came to be in possession of such a unique blade i'm sure you've noticed the design is rather unusual uh, but uh, it accompanied him on his sort of crusades and his uh, his infamous repu- reputation as he uh, he plundered the deserts of Kalimshan and some say beyond. Uh, not that I, I know any details, uh, but the blade was always seen at his side and, uh, and earned its reputation from his uh, fearsome tactics. Not one for taking uh, prisoners, wasn't uh, Jamar. Uh, do do I recognize the name uh, Jamar Hassar? Uh, you can make me a history check. I don't have that trained. In this oh, no, I, I, no, it's there. It's there. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> How's a seven? <laughs> uh, you do not recognize that name. Not so, at all. You're not native to Kalimshan, so it's uh, it's local laws and, and legends. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I'll, I'll well, I will say to to Khalil, you, forgive me. I'm I, I'm not from these parts. Can you can you tell me more about uh, this Jamar, this this bandit prince? Uh, nasty bugger. Uh, from what I know, uh, would uh, basically lay lay siege to any uh, merchant uh, caravans. Uh, travelers, uh, explorers that would uh, stray away from from the roads and civilization uh, and some uh, on them as well uh, was said to be a, a, a sight to behold uh, in combat uh, with the blade drawn uh, the blade held as much as a reputation as, uh, as Jamar himself for its unusual appearance uh, I'd be curious to know its, uh, its origin but, uh, that is not for me to to worry about. Yes. Well, I, and you'll have to forgive me. I, I'm, I'm ignorant to uh, to the uh, you know the world of magic as well. Do you know what what exactly does the enchantment on it do? So it shrugs his shoulders and damned if I know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's magical. That's uh, as much as I can tell you. Uh, it's, uh, it's a magical artifact. Uh, it, it has a lot of well worth, and he sort of looks a bit nervous when he says that. But I know the, uh, the Amir, Amir is very much looking forward to receiving it, and we shall see that he gets it. He looks less than convinced when you say that, but doesn't say anything. So, <laughs> why, why does why does the Amir want this blade? More importantly, how did Khalil get it? 
How did I get it? Yeah, good point, Maris. <laughs> How did you get this? Uh, I I was I was given it. Uh, I'm I'm. It's not mine. I'm transporting it uh, for an associate of mine. Right. Who is who is gifting it to uh, to Amir uh, yeah. Hassani uh, as a as a a token. Uh, he is attempting to um, he is attempting to wed the uh, Amir's daughter. Ah, I see. I see. Who can you disclose who your associate is? Uh, it's not really for me to to tell. I'm just making small talk. It's not. It's no big deal. No, he is a he is a, a powerful individual. Let's let's leave it at that. You're a very weird man, Khalil. You know that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Food, yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's dig into this cheese. Good, good, good. Uh, and he sort of doles out the food from the sacks to you all, uh, even some to to you, Morgan. Smaller portions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I never asked. Uh, I apologize for my my ignorance. Uh, what what brings such uh, eclectic uh, foreigners to to Kalimshan? Oh, I'm a I'm a man of the world. I I love to travel. So, uh, and this is uh, just somewhere that I've uh, wound up and exploring. So, um, yeah, I quite I quite like it. Quite like it here. Quite find it quite charming. See, uh, well, uh, I'm glad you like our our, our, our desert lands. Uh, they're not to everyone's taste, but uh, they're home. Uh, what what have you, uh, fine uh, lady? Traveling. Directs out of Paris. Just traveling. Very vague. I like it. Uh, and and uh, you, uh, my uh, hooded uh, friend, uh, there. So looks over at Chen. I uh, lift my head up slightly, look over towards him, and kind of pull the face mask down slightly, and just say something like, uh, "My master sent me," and put the mask back and go back to my food. Talkative bunch. Uh, uh, okay. Yep. Uh, well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed. Uh, you uh, you all make sure you get some rest. Of course. Have a good night. Um... Shall we? Shall we organise a little watch over the night just to make sure nothing happens? Oh, a little funny. watch over Khalil, yeah. perhaps, <laughs> with the great sword drawn. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> <laughs> no one would know. Uh, Meris, over the course of that evening, you're able to give the vials a closer look, uh-huh. um, and and carry out some basic sort of uh, minor tests and taste tests. Uh, these are three uh, magical potions, okay. uh, which I will show to you now. If I can get roll twenty to play ball, stop it! Why are you, why are you doing this? Why you do this? There we go. Uh, so the red uh, fluid uh, is a potion of healing. Uh, 
which you guys should all be able to see now. Yep. Hey. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the runny porridge-like uh, potion is a, yeah, uh, is a potion of enhanceability, specifically bull strength. Mm. Oh no, Morgrim, you're clearly going to be better holding on to this rather than me. <laughs> uh, the Oki uh, potion is a potion of bark skin. Mm. There you go. Again, that's probably a good thing for you to have, Morgrim. Pretty good, yeah. So it makes your, your AC 16, uh, essentially, if you use a potion of bark skin. For one and yeah. one. Um, incidentally, um, if if you wish, Morgrim, Maris could also inspect Obsidian Reaver, but I don't know if you want to let that off your person. I will let her inspect it, but I will remain there. <laughs> Just sat she... that next to her the whole time. Yeah. Just like glaring. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you are able to ascertain that Obsidian Reaver is indeed magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a plus one greatsword. Okay. Uh, which doesn't sound like much, but in 5th uh, edition, uh, even plus one weapons are rare. Yeah, right. So they do magic damage, don't they? They do magic damage, and it's plus one to hit and plus one to damage. Nice. It's no... So strange going from Pathfinder to, <laughs> to D&D 5. It's, it's one of the things I, I prefer about 5th edition. Like, the whole point of 5th edition is magic items are supposed to be rare, yeah. and yeah. even, like, plus one weapons and plus one armor are supposed to have, like, character and background, which I think adds a bit more than just, like, having slots filled with, with random items, um, which I do I do like that element of it. I think they get a bit trivialized in, in Pathfinder. And yeah. Like, I've got I I've, uh, my character in Pathfinder's got like just just littered pimped out with magic items. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is a, a, a sizable haul. Even three portions and a, a magic yeah. sword is is a hell of a find, uh, especially at first level. So you've done quite well for yourselves. Good yeah. stuff. Right, yeah. Well, well, good to know what the the sword actually does. So um, we'll. Get up tomorrow and let's uh, let's return this sword to its rightful owner. Mm-hmm. Well, hold hold on a minute. <laughs> right. So, for, first of all, we we don't know who's passing this sword on to the Emir guy. We don't know what Khalil's going to say to this Emir guy when we go there tomorrow. Do you trust him? We should definitely go with him. Yes, exactly. If we go with them, and we find out what the uh, the score is, and there is no harm whatsoever in a rich and powerful man owing us a favour. Don't get attached to the sword. I'm not attached. <laughs> My sword. <laughs> is it looking down at it lovingly? <laughs> I just go to bed, like, holding it and stroking it. Look, look Morgrim, there will be other swords. Not like there this will one. be other swords. Not like this one. I know you do, man. But... Okay. The... Are more... Oh, sorry. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> just carry on. Just gonna... Some things are more valuable than the material possession, and 
having a filthy rich man owe you is very valuable. Right, fine, fine. We'll go. We'll go and see him. Cool. Okay. You uh, collect your things. You break camp. Uh, you're not that far now from uh, Albahas. About another uh, three or four hours of travel uh, finds you back in the uh, the city itself, in the town. Um, it's by the time you get there, it's midday, so it's quite busy. Uh, the streets are are bustling uh, with activity. Port sort of uh, cosmopolitan uh, selection of people, uh, so you don't sort of uh, stand out too much. You certainly do stand out a little bit, but uh, not to the extent that everyone's kind of glaring or, or staring at you. Yeah. Uh, you. You draw the occasional glance, uh, especially Chen because he looks like he's about to rob the place. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but otherwise, um, people don't really pay you too much mind um, as you kind of make your way. Uh, through the the town itself, uh, where are you going to head to? Well, I'll just say to Khalil. So, uh, when uh, when are you planning on presenting uh, presenting the sword? Uh, I'm going to present it as, as soon as I got here. To be honest, uh, that was my my task. I intend to see it fulfilled uh, as a, a point of urgency. Shall well, we? chaps, uh, shall, shall we escort Khalil and uh, make sure the, the sword is returned? Yes. Let's go then. Oh. Change of soundtrack. <laughs> Appropriate music. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Khalil will lead you through the uh, the busy uh, streets of the uh, the town of Albahas. Oh, that's so uh, cool! Current base of operations. Uh, you can hear the distant uh, sound of the the sea, sort of uh, sort of in the the distance, sort of the the various noises of people going about their life, sort of various hecklers and street callers selling and peddling wares. Uh, people talking and, and discussing the, the day's events uh, as you sort of wander through uh, this very uh, bright, a very warm, uh, but overall quite inviting uh, town. Uh, eventually, as you sort of travel through the, the central marketplace, you come to a location you have only visited once uh, when you were first given the task to go to the Cave of Shadows, uh, and that is Amir Hassani's uh, homestead. Uh, which is actually overlooking the the marketplace, strangely enough, uh, and it looks like this. As you can see, this very grand, very opulent building sort of looks over the the market stalls in the center of Albahas. Uh, Khalil sort of uh, weaves through the the locals like a, a practiced uh, member of the community uh, um, before you make your way up to the Hassani abode. Uh, at the door, uh, you see a lightly armoured uh, guard. They, they don't obviously wear heavy armour because of the, the temperature, uh, who sort of looks down at you, uh, raises an eyebrow uh, at Khalil and the four of you. Uh, your business? Khalil says, um, I, I, I am delivering uh, a gift 
to uh, the Greater Mir. Um, these are uh, a number of individuals who I believe are tasked with uh, a duty for him. Sort of yes. Past. Yes, uh, we were uh, tasked with investigating the Cave of Shadows, uh, which we've uh, just come back from. There was some orcs there, which we have dealt with. All right. I'll, uh, I'll see if the Amir is available to take your visit. Hold one moment, please. He uh, ducks inside. You hear a, a conversation and the footsteps of a servant disappearing deeper. Uh, you wait for a few minutes. The guard sort of just stands in the doorway watching you, eyeing you suspiciously. Uh, and when the servant returns, he looks back out to you. The Amir will to you. Uh, he asked that you relinquish your weapons as before. You did this when you first came here. Yeah. Uh, just into the side room. Uh, Khalil sort of interrupts and says, uh, we, we will do this of course, but the, the blade carried by the, the dwarf is uh, is a gift. And you see the guy kind of looks down at it. And he, much like Morgrim, his eyes kind of glint a little bit as he kind of takes a curious <laughs> look at it. As you wish. You may take the blade, but ensure it stays in the scabbard. Oh, I think we might have gone offline, guys. No! <laughs> That's the cool bit. <laughs> no, here we go. We're, we're okay. We're okay. I think we're back. Yep. Yeah, if you get the network yep. error, if you just refresh it. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, That's fine. That's fine. False alarm. False alarm, everyone. Sorry about that. Panic the patrons. Josh is causing out. unnecessary panic. <laughs> uh, okay, you are you are shown him. Uh, you relinquish your your weaponry, uh, with the exception of Obsidian Reaver, uh, and uh, flanked by the guard uh, and led by a servant uh, dressed in uh, very basic uh, attire, you are shown into uh, the reception room uh, of Amir Hassani. Uh, Almost as soon as you step play, uh, step foot in, a number of servants uh, make their way into the room carrying uh, glasses of wine. Uh, they also have a number of trays with dates and figs on, uh, which they place out on a table in the middle of the room. Uh, and one of them sort of gestures for you to, to help yourselves uh, while you await uh, the Emir. Much obliged. And uh, Godel will immediately grab a glass of wine and uh, start chewing on a date. Uh, just to contextualize this, you guys are still, like, you've been out traveling overland, so you're kind of dirty. You're yeah, we're not, we're not uh, well presented. Yeah, you look pretty scruffy uh, at this point in time. You've got kind of sand in your beards and, uh, you know, in your hair, and you're, you're a bit road worn and still blood on your clothes. So you're not I showing off. <laughs> it's coarse; it gets everywhere. Uh, you're not you're not showing off your your best uh, your best angles here. Um, but within a few minutes, uh, you see the door uh, open on the opposite side of the chamber, and uh, a figure that you haven't met before. You spoke to his sort of seneschal the last time you were here, who kind of uh, g- gave you the assignment. Enters, mm-hmm. uh, but this figure you recognize as Amir Hassani himself. He looks like this. Is a full-figured gentleman, yeah. uh, <laughs> dressed Before. dressed in bright, opulent clothing. Uh, he has in his hand a sort of go- golden, jewel-encrusted goblet, and is equally 
uh, sort of bedecked with jewelry himself. Uh, it's pretty clear from his complexion that he is not native to to Kalimshan. Uh, at least, certainly doesn't appear that way. Okay. Uh, he has a much lighter uh, complexion, um, but he seems to have adopted the the clothing and the attire and the styles of Kalimshan with uh, with relative uh, ease. Uh, he sort of walks over, uh, kind of casting a discerning eye across all of you, uh, and allows himself to fall into a uh, sort of very plush uh, chair uh, that is sort of brought out for him by the servants. Uh, he speaks in a, a deep, uh, almost Brian Blessed esque voice uh, <laughs> and says, uh, "Are you going to be his voice, Tom?" Uh, I will do my best. Uh, and says, "Ah, my friends." I see you have arrived bearing gifts and good tidings, I assume. Tell me what you have come to tell me. And he kind of clasps his hands together as he places the, the goblet down uh, on the table beside him. Yes, um, Mr. Hassani, and forgive our um, less less than presentable uh, attire right now. We have literally just come off the road. Uh, you tasked us with investigating the Cave of Shadows, and uh, we've come back to report, but uh, we've also retrieved uh, this as well. And he gestures, Godel gestures towards the blade that Morgrim uh, is holding. Uh, at that point, uh, Khalil sort of interrupts this. Well, they say they have retrieved it. The The blade was, was brought by myself uh, as a gift for, for you um, from a, uh, an interested uh, party who, who wishes to um, speak of, of Perhaps a, a wedding to your your fine daughter, uh, but um, these these fine individuals that uh, you you had the wise foresight to to hire uh, were able to retrieve the blade when some uh, unruly orcs uh, saw fit to to take it from me. Uh, and Amir kind of laughs as says, <laughs> "Ah, Khalil, your incompetence never ceases to amaze me." Well, I'm uh, I'm glad to see that my uh, my business associates here were successful in, in bringing me the blade. Uh, dwarf, uh, Morgrim, was it? All right. Bring bring forward the blade. Let me uh, let me lay my eyes upon it. Just sort of reluctantly step forward, um, unsheath <laughs> unsheath the blade with with practiced ease, and then hold it out flat palms up for him to look at he kind of leans forward and you see him sort of appraise it I uh, I hear your people are quite good with the steelworks dwarf what do you make of it well to be honest with you um, I'd be sad to see it leave my hands it's a, it's a fine piece of work um, bit of a Unusual design, don't you think? Uh, it was certainly not one I'm familiar with. The um, the druid seems to think that it's uh, ensorcelled in some way. Magic. Mm-hmm. I do like magic. <laughs> Always useful to have magic. Uh, very well. Uh, <laughs> if you would teeth it for me again. I, I, he uh, I go lets to... you sheath the blade and then sort of reaches out his, his chubby hands uh, and sort of takes it off you. 
I believe uh, so, uh, McDowd in chat has described uh, the the man as unskinned. By the way, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he's bordering on full fat. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, as as he goes to take the the blade off me, I hold on to it for a wee minute, and I just say to him, with respect, um, Hassani. It would be a shame that a blade of such potency would just sit and gather dust. See, and uh, and what would you what would you have me do with it? Put it in the hands of someone that can wield it on your behalf. You are offered to wield this blade as my champion. Aye. What have you just signed us all up for? <laughs> an interesting proposition not one I'd considered well uh, Mr. Hassani um, Amir Hassani please Amir Hassani forgive me Um, obviously the orcs in the Cave of Shadows they're not going to be the only problem uh, facing this region we could perhaps help with other problems that might pop up hmm interesting proposition you have seemed to handle this orc matter and you you assure me the the issue is dealt with not something i need to worry about further uh certainly any denizens of the uh, cave of shadows have been dispatched of as to whether there are uh, as to whether their tribe has any other locations that i do not know tell me what happened weave me a story halfling of course <laughs> We happened upon uh, Khalil being uh, savaged by two of the orcs just on the outskirts of the cave. Uh, myself. <laughs> Damn it, Khalil. <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, for, it was fortunate that we had arrived just in time. Uh, otherwise, who knows what fate Khalil would have uh, seen. But we managed to uh, dispose of the two orcs attacking him. Uh, with ease uh, we then at that point set upon exploring the cave itself um, more of their kin uh, littered the caverns uh, as well as an absolutely foul horrendous ogre which if you have ever had the displeasure of uh, placing your eyes upon one is a beast to behold however I was able to uh, fell the uh, the, the the foul creature, uh, despite my any sort of chuckles, re- relative uh, stature. Uh, um, you had help, by the way. Of course, we we all did this. Um, further to that, we managed to find where the orcs had uh, stashed the uh, goods that they had stole from Khalil, as well as the obsidian blade itself, uh, hidden away. Uh, on the cart. Khalil sort of sheepishly interrupts uh, Obsidian Reaver. Forgive me, Obsidian Reaver. You see Amir sort of glances at um, Khalil and rolls his eyes. <laughs> well, that's quite the tale. Uh, seems you are far more competent than I initially believed, but I'm glad you were successful. I'm intrigued by your your offer, Morgrim, and I would be uh, 
remiss to not consider it, but I must tell you, Kalimshan is a a place of law and order. If you are to act in my employ, there are contracts that must be completed. It is not a simple handshake deal. Uh, are you willing to put quill to paper? I've done many things in my life that I regret, Hassani, but I don't think that this will be one of them. Then you are willing to sign a contract. I sort of look at the others um, and then I say, well, I, I am, but I can't speak for my compatriots. It is a commitment. Uh, I would like to read over the terms and uh, perhaps take some time to consider it. But in principle, I would be happy to uh, enter your employ. Uh, Very well. I take, off my hood. I take off my hood for the first time and look over at him and bow in a kind of in a manner he's potentially unused to being a monk and speak up and say, uh, "Amir Hassani, I'm grateful for your." For the prospect of falling under your employ, but I have but one master. I'm afraid I cannot sign any such contract. I respect that. And what of you, uh, elf woman? <laughs> elf woman. <laughs> Very well. That's it. That's she, she doesn't talk much takes Obsidian Reaver and places it next to him. I am willing to allow you to use the blade, but it will be in my service. Those are the terms. Whether you sign the contract or you all sign the contract is up to you. I expect loyalty, but equally, loyalty is rewarded. And he claps his hands, and as he does so, the door opens again, and a number of servants uh, come in carrying a uh, small chest, uh, which they throw down sort of gingerly next to the emir. Uh, and he opens it, and you see it's just glittering with gold uh, <laughs> up to the top. Uh, Godel, Godel says with a smirk, well, that is a very generous payment. <laughs> if only you were getting all of it. Uh <laughs> He sort of reaches in and counts out uh, handfuls of coin. Uh, Your agreed payment, 20 gold pieces each. Uh, and he sort of passes them over to you via the servants, never kind of uh, dealing with you uh, personally, with the exception mm-hmm. of taking Obsidian Reaver from Morgrim. This is but a, a sampling of the wealth I can share with those who act well in my service. And you seem as competent as any individuals I know. If you stay in my employ, we can keep this on a one-at-a-time basis. I'm happy to do so. If you wish to sign a contract, I will see you paid fairly, Morgrim, and allow you full use of Obsidian Reaver. Uh, Khalil, in response to your benefactor's request, tell him even a blade as fine as this is no match for my daughter's worth. Uh, I refute his offer. But I will keep the sword. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, Godel just turns around to just see. 
Khalil is ailing visibly. Um, but but you may leave, Khalil. We're finished here. <laughs> Khalil sort of. This guy's amazing. Uh, but but Khalil, and he kind of just bows slightly and sort of very awkwardly shuffles backwards out of the room. Apologies for that. He is uh, pain in my ass. <laughs> You know, I tried to find out who it was he was uh, working for, but he was be- being kept very tight-lipped about it. I One of my was... peers across uh, Kalimshan is uh, persistent in trying to have my daughter's hand, occasionally sending gifts and tokens, but, uh, well, he's he's not for her. Let's put it that way. I will see her wed to only the finest of stock, not some uh, upstart. Too right, as you should. Indeed. But I'll take the gifts. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> I'll, uh, well, I'll drink to that. And uh, Godel raises his uh, his little goblet of wine. Indeed. In uh, additional recognition of your fine service, I'll see that you are all provided room and board for the next few nights at the Golden Hookah. Uh, you should enjoy the services provided there. Uh, as well as the company, if you're particularly inclined. Uh, I'll have contracts sent over. Those of you who wish to sign them may do so. Morgrim, if you accept my offer, then the Reaver will be waiting here for you. And he kind of pats the the hilt. Thank you. That's most generous of you, uh, Amir Hassani. Treat my friends well. There are uh, a number of matters that may need your attention, uh, whether it is under contract or on a one-off basis. I'll be in contact as and when. But uh, go, enjoy my fine town. You've deserved uh, a bit of rest and probably a bath. Uh, yes. Uh, again, I apologize for our uncouth appearance. Shall, under uh, make... circumstances, I will let it fly. Much obliged, Amir Sani. Uh, we will uh, we will be back in touch once we have had a chance to read over the contracts. He raises the drool-encrusted goblet, sort of tosses it in the air to you, takes a swig and says, You may leave. Well, uh, Godel will bow politely, neck his wine, <laughs> and then he'll walk out. Okay. And then... Oh, sorry. You'll leave? Yes. Yes. Yep. Ah, very well. Well, this is a very interesting development. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, shall we all get checked in at the <laughs> Golden Hookah? Hookah. Hookah. Was Hookah. Golden Hookah. Yeah. Hookah. Yeah, not, 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 not Hookah like one. a smoking device, not a lady. Yes, it is indeed a smoking device. <laughs> yeah. The smoking device, not the... Yeah. Um <laughs> Let's uh, let well. Let's let's get checked in. Let's get rested up and uh, and cleaned up, and then perhaps we can uh, talk things over dinner tonight. Sounds good. Okay, the four of you uh, take your leave of the Hassani aboard and make your way across uh, Albahas to the Golden Hookah, where you will talk about your next steps and your plans going forward. And I think that's where we'll leave tonight's session. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
we'll pick up next week. Congratulations, you have completed the Cave of Shadows. <laughs> Woo! And I'm happy to inform you that you have all leveled up to level two. Yay! Oh, excellent. Yes. So prior to uh, next week's session, you can all uh, level yourselves up. We're going to be using milestone XP, so I won't be giving you XP amounts. You'll just be leveling up when you hit certain story beats. Cool. Um, So next uh, session, you'll be level two, and we'll pick up the next adventure. But that is the Cave of Shadows done, uh, and you have gained the favor of Amir Hassani and perhaps the distaste of Khalil Seif and his benefactor. Mm. Oh, Khalil didn't really do himself any favours there. I was just pointing that out. Khalil was a bit of a a bailant. I I do kind of feel that what type of guy employs Khalil? I'm not really that that worried about this guy. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he's probably like all his employees are on zero-hour contracts. Is that kind of rich benefactor, you know? Yeah. Turns out his employee is the owner of Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> He's employed by Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> All right, guys, that is uh, the end of tonight's session. Thank you, everyone in chat who has joined us. We will be back same time next week. Yeah, I uh, think Scruffy guys are uh, going to get working on some uh, Mogram Obsidian uh, Reaver fan fiction. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I look forward to I look forward to seeing that scruffy guy, erotic <laughs> fan art of Morgrim and Obsidian. Oh, uh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Nothing good can come of that. All right, thanks everyone. Uh, that is the end of tonight's episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Thank you.